Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. joining us on Power Your Life, and I'm Dr. Joanne White, and I have a wonderful guest that I have been talking to, and I'm so excited about this person who's a colleague and a friend and an awesome being. Do you know whether or not you have a voice? Do you sometimes think you do? Do you sometimes wonder what that means, how other people perceive you, and what do you want to do with it? Well, today my special guest is Diane E. Wizga, who has served as a U.S. Navy nurse, worked as a corporate businesswoman, you are amazing, a speaker, an educator, a lawyer, a litigation consultant, you're all listening, podcaster, and storyteller. (laughs) She's also backpacked across Europe, mountain climbed the Canadian Rockies, learned to fly a plane. Walked the, I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce that, Camino de Santiago, a pilgrimage of 500 miles across Spain and more, and she's still here to tell us about it. For 30 (laughs) years, it's helped professionals take their story from a message that only they could hear to the publishing world, the courtroom, hospitals, board meetings, the airwaves, and so much more. These stories have swayed juries, built markets, spread ideas, and changed things, and also lives. And today, Diane is helping others tell their own stories successfully. She helps people summon the courage to say yes, and that's the place where your story changes. Welcome, Diane Wiska. Oh, thank you. I love that last sentence. That's beautiful. Thank you, Joanne. Yes, that is. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes sense, right? It does. It does. We don't cross the ocean by standing on the shore. And so at that moment, no matter what it is, that we say yes, that is where the story changes. And we just go with it. We, We go with it and we see where that yes, leads us. So let's go a little bit before the yes, because a lot of people think they have these ideas, these stories, or maybe they don't think they do, Diane, and yet how do they get the courage to take that leap, that small step to say yes? How do you help them? That's a great question. That's a great question, Joanne. I think it's, in my experience, it's like having something that you've been wearing for a while that doesn't fit. It, it, it bothers you because it's too tight, it's too loose, it's too something, but it just doesn't fit anymore. And our stories 
are oftentimes the same way, a story that we've been telling ourselves about ourselves. No longer fits, no longer rings true. And even though we might not want to admit that, deep down, we know that something's, something's got to give, something's got to change. And so it's that awareness that comes from that little voice that's saying, this isn't working, this isn't cutting it anymore, you're going to have to show up a little bit differently. And even if that feels scary or daunting or almost impossible, it's, as you said, it's a little step. So when I walked the Camino de Santiago, and that was 500 miles across Spain on, on pilgrimage, it took me five weeks, five weeks, 500 miles. But I by didn't yourself do it overnight. or with other Well, I went by myself. Many people do. Many women do. Um, along the way, you, you can be as solo, a story solo, or in company as you want because there's all sorts of people that are walking along. And so you can Got join it. up with them and walk with them, or you can be by yourself. But you start with just one step. That, that's mm-hmm. it. And, and, and then the next, and then the next, and then the next. And is it easy? Did I always like doing it? No. Did I complain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but when but you're done said, with it, look step. at how you feel, right? Well, see, that's, your, that's the point exactly. So when you stand up on that, on that place and look back and say, how did, and I don't think it occurred to me. It, it really didn't. It was, it was too much to take in. But when I got back home, and I got an old map, uh, like a AAA map of Spain, and I spread it out on the dining room table, and then I used a highlighter to track the entire pilgrimage. Then I went, oh, my God, look at that. And that's what you get. That's what you get by saying yes. And, you know, that's so important and beautiful because oftentimes we don't give ourselves the opportunity, and that was an opportunity to see something new, to try something different, and we need to do that. We need to empower ourselves. So how do you help people draw their story out, draw out their, even access their inner voice to be able to say that yes? I start with a belief that was instilled in me 20 or more years ago by one of my story mentors who told all of us the story, you know, you know the story you want to tell. You just need someone to listen it out of you. And by starting from that place, the power is in, is in my client. The power is in her voice. It's in her words. In fact, when I worked as a litigation consultant, I did not write opening statements and closing arguments for my clients. They had to do it. I was there to listen to them and listen it out of them. So I start at that place 
And my job then is to guide them to find the words they didn't know they had as they create that consequential story, their origin story, how did they get from there to here. And the beauty of it is we really do know. We, we really do know how we got from there to here. We have to sort it out a little bit, find the right words, find the tone. And so that's how I begin with my clients. Where is it that we want to end up? Almost like writing the end of the story first. And then stepping back from that and saying, all right, for what purpose are we doing this? Do you need to speak to an audience? Are you delivering a keynote? Do you have a pitch that you need to make for an idea? How come? What's it for, this origin story? Who's it for? And why does it matter to you to be telling it at this time? That is asking, what is it that's asking to be told? And the last thing I'll say about that is everybody's got an angle. I know it sounds a little bit hard, but we all do. Everybody's got an angle. And I'm from Jersey, so I can say this. We all got an angle. <laughs> but we do, we do, right? I mean, you would you say we do. Everybody's got an angle. And, and okay, so maybe it's our perspective, our point of view, our, our position, whatever. We got an angle. But what I believe is that if I can help you create your origin story, Where'd you go? Hello? We're all doing podcasts and and and, uh, and and webinars and courses and workshops and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of us are saying the same thing because, you know, there's there are very few original thoughts anymore. From the noise, what helps you stand above the crowd, what helps you stand in your own voice, it's your spirit. It's your spirit. So your story spirit is your angle, and nobody's got the spirit you have. So nobody's got your angle. You know, that's a beautiful way of putting it, Diane, and it, and saying it that way can I, and having other people listen and feel it, because it is about feeling that, allows people to to recognize that, wow, there is something within me. I do have something. I do have that angle that's truly different from, from other people. Now I'll share something with you. I mean, I have an, an angle that I didn't realize I had until I started doing some writing and, and looking back on in time to, in, my, in my childhood. And it, it's something that started to grow and feel really passionate within me. But, it, but um, I accessed it. I'm not going to share it now, but I accessed it through other means. And what it, I guess I'm saying it because sometimes we don't know what that angle is. And what you do is you help draw that out, help people access that, realize that. And it's a wonderful feeling of discovery when that happens. 
How do your clients uh-huh. feel when they get to that place of aha? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is so good. Um, I call that discovery doing an archaeological dig on yourself because, um, you know, with with archaeology, you know, we're going to sites, ruins of old civilizations, and we're going through the dust, and we're looking through the pottery shards and everything. We're trying to figure out who these people were and how did they live and what did they eat and so on and so forth. The archaeological dig on your story is no different. You, you're just going back in time, back through events, back through circumstances with curiosity. I want to I learn, who was I? Where did I come from? How did I get here? And then um, to answer your question about how they feel, um, really quickly, I had a client I was working with, and we were working on her origin story for her about page. And she kept telling me the same story over again, and it lacked juice. There was something she wasn't, she wasn't disclosing. She wasn't coming clean with, with me. And so I changed tactics a little bit and decided to get her to draw, draw out her story. And so she had these really big pieces of paper, and she got down on her hands and knees, and she had magic markers, and she drew um, like six figures you know, low stick figures, she drew out her story. And so when we got together the next time on Zoom, this was just, it was so amazing. She's holding up this ginormous piece of paper, and she's going, look and look at this and look at this and look at this, and then I got to this and then I do this. And, I, and she sat there, like maybe, maybe we all remember when we were little and we brought something to someone who loved us and said, look what I made. You know, it could be the lumpiest piece of something that ever was created. You're so proud of it. Like, look what I made. And that, that was her. And I believe that the reason that expression of joy and confidence comes through is because it comes from you. You might be thinking, I'm not a storyteller. How can I tell a story? Well, the fact of the matter is we all are. You've been telling your story your whole life. You might not be telling it as well or as focused as you could, but still, it's yours. And and I can still, I can remember her face. I can remember the tone (laughs) of her voice. I can remember that big piece of paper. Yeah, look what I I did. Mm -hmm. And it's like a little kid who has that, that exuberance, that excitement, that newness. Yeah, look at this, look at that, you know, which is wonderful. And I agree because when you tap into that awareness and that's it's so much a part of who you are, Diane, as you beautifully said, it's wonderful. And I think it's also wonderful to share it. So what is that? I'm shifting gears a little bit. What is a brand story co-creator? Um, so I've shifted a little bit um, in my expression of myself, and I call myself an origin story guide or co-creator. And the brand story, I started because people seem to understand that, personal brand, personal brand. But I felt like by saying that, I was ignoring what I really mean, 
and what I'm really about, and that is let's find, let's create your origin story. That's, that's the really consequential one because it, it tells how you got from there to here. Whatever period of time that's going to be along the timeline of your life, that origin story, because it's going to be determined by what you want to say, to whom, and how come. And so I, I call myself an origin story guide because my job is to help guide you through the thicket of words, as it were. My job is not to give you the words. That's your job. But if I can guide you along the way, like a guide on you know, on a trip or through the forest or something, the same thing. I can guide you to what you already know, which is how you got from there to here. You know, I like origin story better. Me because, too. well, but it, it, it's, it seems to have more authenticity somehow more you know more it, it seems to go deep inside the the person and draw them out and draw out what's part of their essence their so that feels really that I like that much better well said well said from where did i originate yes okay good we're sympathetic on that okay but we may have more, you know several different areas of where we originated of how which which can be not just one story, is that right? I mean, isn't it possible that we have, I know I do, or at least I'm thinking I do, that I have several different stories that are within me that are based on life experiences, other people's voices, da-da-da-da-da, you know, that, have, that I've had to shift and learn from and, and something like that? Exactly. So the client that I was talking about created what I'll call the platinum core story, mm. the, the story that's at the, the middle of everything. And from that story were others that are in service to that platinum core that come from that platinum core. And depending on the uses of the story, to whom she's speaking, the reason that she's speaking. She can pull those other stories into play. Not all of them and not all of the time, but there will be various stories that are attached to that platinum core, and she can say, for instance, let me share with you, or perhaps you're wondering how I, ta-da, or now that I am, fill in the blank. So these are opportunities that um, these are opportunities that come from that that platinum core story, that middle intention story that we can then use. And it once again, it depends on who, on what's it for, who's it for, and why does it matter. So I can be talking about a time when I had lost everything. My mom, my marriage and my, my law firm position, and how a conversation turned my life around. But again, I'm not going to tell that all the time to everybody. It's going to be in a, for a particular reason. But I know right. that I can pull on that because I've done the work 
around it, and I know how to tell that story in such a way that people aren't going to feel like they need to reach out their hands and catch me, that somehow I'm going to fall apart. Well, like you said, because you've done the work. So when people have stories that really go to the depths of of their being, whatever, and some of them are tragic stories and, and fearful or whatever to help them get to a different place, how do you help them to help do the work? And what's the work that's involved? I mean, you've, you've talked about some of it, but, but enrich us a little bit more with that. So I'm not a therapist, but stories are therapeutic. And that's important right. because I think sometimes people do turn to me as if I can be a therapist. So it's important for me to say stories are therapeutic and there is no greater burden than carrying an untold story. Zora yeah. Neale Hurston wrote that in her novel, Their Eyes Were Watching God. It was not Maya Angelou. And so to be able to distinguish first and foremost, where is the client coming from? Have you done work with a counselor or a therapist on this particular circumstance in your life? Is it that tragic? And what came out of that work? Now, what story, what story in the world sounds like the story of your life? Can you tell me what happened as if you are a character in that story? And the reason I use that as one exercise is because it's more neutral. So instead of me saying, for example, I and I and I, and this happened to me and me and me, and you're telling it once upon a time there was a girl or once upon a time there was a woman or once upon a time there was a lion. And so there's a, there's a, a comforting separation between you and the story you're telling. And And I I employed that a lot when I was working with women in um, domestic abuse shelters and, believe it or not, also in um, uh, litigation, trial trial preparation, because I worked exclusively with plaintiffs' uh, attorneys, the ones who were on the side of the harmed, the injured, those those who were hurt because of the negligence of others. And sometimes it's shameful and difficult to tell the story of what happened to you, and yet you will need to be able to tell that story in deposition or at trial. And so to be able to begin that way lays a foundation for telling the story without getting mired in in the emotion of the story, in, in what pulls us down. It, it has this beautiful way of separating things. It doesn't mean that you're ignoring them, but it makes it manageable. How's that? It makes yeah, I think the story... That's, yeah, I, I think that's so important because, again, people have gone through trauma, drama, whatever, and there is a story there. And, and again, it can help other people, which I always think is important. But to be able to do that, I love the idea of making it more of a story so that it's a, you're a character. 
and it makes it easier even to see it that way because you can objectify it a little bit and and see yourself with a new level of awareness. You're absolutely right. By doing it that way, you're reframing what happened. It doesn't mean that you're ignoring it, forgetting it, whatever, but you can reframe it in such a way that says, okay, today I've grown to this point. I can see things differently. I know I'm a different person. I can behave differently. I'm not going to drag this around with me forever. And the other, the other point that you made about people hearing and seeing this to their benefit um, reminds me of something that C.S. Lewis said, what? I thought I was the only one. What? You too? I thought I was right. the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it helps other. It it really helps other people. So I'm curious. Your website is Quarter Moon Story Arts. How did you come up with that, and why? I love oh, it. That's by the such way, a great story. <laughs> I love that's it. Such a great story. <laughs> great question. <laughs> um, I'll try to make it quick. So, um, Story Arts came about because when I moved. Whidbey Island, I knew I wanted to work in story, my next iteration. And here on the island, we have a plethora of artists of every kind. So story arts just seem to be a natural and a way to give a little bit of a nod to the artists that are here. Quarter Moon comes from a line in a song by Kathy Mattie. Quarter Moon's better than none. When you travel the night road, and the quarter moon's better than none when you carry a light load. And so to me, I've always liked that song. And it reminds me of the guiding work that I do. If we have just a glimmer of light from a quarter moon, we can see our, our way. Now, to complete the picture, my logo is a lighthouse with a quarter moon alongside of it. And here on the island, it's, oh, I just. I'm moving to the island. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I'll keep a pie burning in the the window for you. (laughs) Um, There's um, on the island, um, Admiral G. Head Lighthouse is a place I volunteer as a docent, and people come from around the world. People love lighthouses, love, love, love lighthouses. And I use it because it's metaphorical. It's a navigational aid. If anybody sails or is, has been out in, on the water in the dark and you see the light of a lighthouse, it's comforting. You know, somebody is, is there and watching. It um, helps keep us away from rocky shores. It helps guide us into the harbor where our own boat belongs because not every harbor is built for every boat. And so together, the image, I believe, says visually what I practice, which is I'm here. I can help guide you to your right harbor. I can guide you to the words that you didn't know you had. And together we'll make that origin story work, 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 be a success. So, yeah, I love I love the logo. I really do. I do, too. Thank you for asking that question. <laughs> well, it, it's just- I love it. That's all, and and it makes me smile. So, oh, that's good. <laughs> and again, I love mm-hmm. what you know the story behind it because it makes sense. It totally 
pulls together, Diane, everything that you do do, and it's important. So another question for you, founder engaged storyism. I love that too. <laughs> Talk to us about what that means and, and who you are with respect to that. <laughs> that is uh, cadged a little bit from, so I follow in the footsteps of the venerable Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh. And right. he created engaged Buddhism. And the reason he did that is because he wanted to take the practice of Buddhism out of the temples and into the streets so that, he, so that the monastics could engage with the people. And so that's how he began back in the days during the Vietnam War when he was, when he was working for peace. So with story, I believe that story is alive, that story is organic, and that over time it has been scripted and co-opted by, by the corporate world, by the business world to sell, when in fact yeah. that's really not what it's meant for and to be. And so the word storyism is like the practice it's the practice of story, like, like Buddhism is the practice of, of Buddha. And so with storyism, engaged storyism, what it means for humanity is that we hold the potential to heal and to unite and to inspire when we are grounded in, in self-awareness about what's happened in our lives about the, you know, some comprehension of our lives, of empathy, and even forgiveness for our lives. And so... With that, I look at engaged storyism as a method of spiritual development, of helping us uncover, uncover the true nature of our stories so that we can begin to heal ourselves because story is therapeutic, it's healing, and we can assist others that way. And so what I say is that there is a sorcery, the sorcery of stories is that it helps us to be seen, heard, understood, and listened to. And once we have taken a genuine opportunity to apply our stories to ourselves, then we can begin to share those stories with other people, such as you're doing here, so that we can promote tolerance, and dignity and respect and in this world which seems to be you know pretty plagued by division and hatred mm. so by engaging with our own stories by harnessing the power of storytelling we can overcome obstacles we can build bridges we can join hands we can change stuff for the good so that's the engaged storyism method that so I that what I think really is that if we just have a bunch of potlucks, neighborhood potlucks, 
and we tell stories, we're on our way to world peace. You know, uh, stories are, are bring people together. They help people feel comfortable sharing and and unburdening kind of themselves. And again, that like you too, who else? You know, being able to recognize that it's not just me, it's somebody else, that they also have that, a sense of community, camaraderie. So they, I, I think stories are so important. And they touch people's hearts and souls, yeah. and they can unify. So so I'm, I'm all in with that because I believe that that's so very, very true. So Here's bravo. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. What were you going to say? have something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell our listeners, Diane, how they can get a hold of you, what's next for you, and how to celebrate you, because I like to celebrate you. Go ahead. Oh, well, first of all, let's start with the most important thing. So my happy continuation day is Sunday the 4th of February. So I'm planning on cake. <laughs> I'm celebrating my birthday on February the 4th. Um, Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. It's coming up. Thank you. That's it. I know the day after the day after tomorrow. Stole <laughs> Um So let's see. Get a hold. I have a wonderful podcast. It's on every single platform out there. It's called Stories from Women Who Walk. And... I feature 60-second episodes daily, Monday through Friday, and each day has a different theme of motivation or wisdom or story prompts or something else. I just dropped my 1,000th episode on January 1st, on New Year's Day. Wow, so, great. I know. <laughs> Well, what am I going to do next? So to answer your question about where next, it's seeing where that podcast wants to go next. The website, quartermoonstoryarts.net, is a wonderful place to visit. There's good stuff to read, good stuff to listen to. You can sign up for or subscribe to my every now and again news audio letter. Short, and it comes in an audio format. Because I thought we have so many things to read, what would it feel like to just listen for five minutes to something about about story, how to do story, what is a story, what is an origin story? So there is that you can subscribe to on the website. And then certainly if someone wants to work with me, I offer a free greet, meet and greet session that's also on the website. You can sign up at info at quartermoonstoryarts.net. And finally, if you're on LinkedIn, just DM me and we'll have a conversation there too. Beautiful. Diane, what would you like to leave our listeners with before we close? Something that we opened with, Joanne, that you're not going to cross the ocean by standing on the shore. So if you're standing on the shore and you're looking out at the ocean, and you feel something calling to you, and you can follow it, say yes. Say yes, because that's the place where your story will change. 
Beautiful. I love it. Thank you for being you and for Thank helping you for others. Me here. <laughs> <laughs> and for helping others bring their stories to life. I appreciate you and thanks for being on Power Your Life. Thank you very much, Joanne. I appreciate it as well. Thank you. Take care. So think about what Diane Witzka said, because, again, if you're just standing and looking outward, yes, the view is pretty, but there's so much more, and you have the ability, even with that one step and maybe the next step, to access the inner guidance, the inner truths, the stories that will actually help you see yourself in a different way, help you heal if you need to heal, help empower you, and also, and I think this is important, help others, whether, as Diane said, sitting around a campfire or, or just being with people, helping others heal, helping others see, wow, if she could do it, if she did that, if he, I could too. And that can be incredibly beautiful to help honor each other and honor ourselves and our world. So again, think about that. You don't need yes, look at the view, stand on the shore, but then take a few steps or take a dive into the water and enjoy. Power your life taking those steps. Each step can lead you closer to who you really are, to your authentic self and lead you closer to dreams, visions, goals that you have. Thanks for joining us, and have a beautiful day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.